A select few survivors are tasked with colonizing and repopulating a new Earth. Strong female characters drive the action in this dystopian post-apocalyptic thriller. Georgia, one of several beautiful genetic exotics, dares to break free from the tightly controlled social structures that forces women like her into a life of sexual slavery and forbids all women to bear and raise their own babies. Enter the Hatchery. Chapter 39 Ultimatum Georgia waited anxiously by the door for Joyce to bring Roxy home from school. Roxy's braids had loosened, random tendrils twisted into soft spirals around her little round face. Remnants of the strawberry and palm butter sandwich that she had for lunch were stuck to the corners of her mouth. The new jumper was spotted with random patches of dirt, and the lovely shine on her new navy shoes had been scuffed away. Roxy looked like she'd been on the losing end of a playground fight, except for the confident smile on her face. How was school? Georgia asked as she pulled Roxy's arms free from the tight sleeves of the purple sweater. Did you have fun? Roxy nodded. Recess was fun. I played with Nathan and his friends. They're in second grade, she said proudly. Georgia grinned. So you made some friends. That's nice. What about the other kids in your class? They're a bunch of babies, Mommy. They can't even read. She shook her head in disgust. I want to go in Nathan's class. This Nathan fellow's made quite an impression on you. She already got into some trouble with her teacher, Georgia, Joyce chuckled, glancing down with amusement at the look of defiance in Roxy's face. She tried to shield her smile behind her hand as she whispered, She called the poor woman a numbskull. Georgia gave Roxy a disappointed grimace. Oh, Roxy, why would you say a thing like that? That was very rude. She's Boring, Roxy declared in a dismissive manner that was reminiscent of her Auntie Iris. Kindergarten is boring. All they do is letters and colors, and Miss Conklin won't even let me read. Roxy folded her arms stubbornly across her chest. I've decided. I'm going to learn from Mama Joyce and do recess with Nathan. Georgia was flustered. Well... You can't. That's not how school is done. Joyce, tell her. Actually, I had a conversation with the principal after school. We're old friends. We may be able to work something out. Roxy is obviously advanced for her age, so we could... We could do what? Turn her into a social misfit? Roxy needs to learn how to be a kid. You said so yourself. She needs to be around children her own age. Joyce frowned, obviously offended, but didn't let herself respond in front of Roxy. 
Her contained reaction made Georgia feel irresponsible and reckless with her words. I'm sorry, Joyce. I know that you meant well, but she's my daughter. I think I know what's best for her. Joyce looked down at Roxy. Would you go check the strawberry patch for Mama Joyce, dear? She handed the little girl a basket. If you find any ripe ones, bring them back to me in this, won't you? She watched as Roxy skipped out the back door into the garden and well out of earshot. I'm sure you think you know what's best, Georgia, but you forget that this is my home you're living in, and it's my food that feeds you. In short, you and that lovely child are completely dependent on me. I believe that has earned me the right to have some say in Roxy's education. Georgia threw up her hands in frustration. Yes, I know, and I'm sorry. It's just that you said, I know what I said, Georgia, but that was before I had a conversation with the school principal. We both think that it's best if Rock. See? That's my point. Did you ever once even think you should talk to me about this first? She's my daughter, Joyce. Georgia blushed, struggling to contain herself. Georgia, they can't know about you. As far as the school is concerned, Roxy is my child. But she's not. Joyce hardened her expression. Yes. She is your child, but you do not exist outside of this house. You are a persona non grata. She paused for her message to take full effect. If you don't like the arrangement, you can always leave, you know. Georgia turned her back. She knew better than to behave the way she was, but she couldn't control her anger any longer. Okay. If that's what you want, I'll just pack our things and... Your things? Joyce interrupted. You may pack your things. Roxy will stay with me. You can't do that! Georgia could hear the rising panic in her voice. What had she done, giving this stranger complete control of their lives? It's very simple, really. Joyce smiled benignly. Roxy is my daughter for all intents and purposes. And you, you are an escaped fugitive from Sector B. All I need to do is turn you in, and you'll be out of the picture for good. Turn me in? You wouldn't do that. You're right. I wouldn't do that. I don't want your blood on my hands. Joyce pulled out two chairs from the kitchen table and sat down, motioning for Georgia to do the same. Think about Roxy's welfare, Georgia. What kind of life would she have with you, constantly in hiding and on the run from the authorities? Yes, you're her mother, but a good mother is willing to make sacrifices for her child. If you really love Roxy, you will let her stay with me and give her a chance for a good life. As my adopted daughter, Roxy will inherit this house and the prestige of and protection of the leadership. Georgia didn't know what to say. The repercussions of Joyce's words were still sinking in. She stood up, 
pushed the chair roughly back against the table and stood there, wrapping her arms around herself in the same pose of defiance Roxy had taken just minutes earlier. Joyce, you can't do this. She's my daughter. She swallowed hard to bring up her courage. She's Roxy, not Maggie. Maggie is dead. Shut up. Joyce, I... Shut up! I... Joyce locked eyes with Georgia. She took a long breath, considering her next words carefully. You should leave tonight. Pack up your things. Georgia took a step forward. But Roxy... Joyce turned away and walked calmly to the window to check on Roxy, who was playing in the backyard, oblivious of the argument going on inside the house. We both know Roxy will be better off this way. Georgia's jaw dropped. You can't just take my daughter! Joyce turned around. Her benevolent smile was back, and for a moment, Georgia laughed nervously, thinking that Joyce was just teasing her. I know this is hard for you, but I do think it would be best if you leave tonight, she said calmly. I'll break the news to Roxy tomorrow morning after you've gone. It will be easier that way. I'm not leaving without her. It's your decision. If you leave tonight... I promise you that Roxy will be well provided for. If you insist on taking Roxy with you, you are sure to be recognized and apprehended. Then what will become of her? She has a home here with me, a good, safe, loving home. Georgia swallowed hard. Will you allow me to at least say goodbye? To explain? You'll just upset and confuse her, Georgia. Just go. Georgia stood there silently, staring at the woman who had generously offered her and Roxy refuge with open arms. This was Arthur's Joyce. She remembered how Arthur had once described her. He said that his wife was emotionally fragile and used to getting everything she desired, and now the object of her desire was Roxy, a new daughter to fill the deep void from the loss of her own child. Georgia tried to understand, to reason with herself. Joyce would never let anyone or anything harm Roxy. All right, I'll leave, but I want you to promise me something. Promise me... Give me your word that you will never speak ill of me. Let her know that I love, that I, I love her very much. Despite herself, Georgia began to sob. Will you promise me that? Joyce focused her glance at the window view of Roxy playing in her backyard. She could not bring herself to look at Georgia. It was hard enough to hear the pain and despair in George's voice without seeing it on her face. She knew the pain all too well. You have my promise.
This is Dr. Joe Vio, narrator of J.M. Vela's The Hatchery. I'd like to invite you to be one of the first subscribers to listen to our new serial novel podcast, The Side Piece. Available wherever you get your podcasts. You're going to love it.